Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Morning, Alan. So, Caroline, choice-based letting was one of the main talking points of the most recent General Council meeting that I was at anyway. It led to a lot of discussion and some very irate comments from councillors. But before we even refer back to what the councillors were saying, some of the councillors were saying, can you explain to us, what is it? What is choice-based letting? So choice-based letting, um, Alan, is a new way of allocating social housing. Um, And when I say new, I suppose I'm talking about new to Wexford. Uh, Choice-based letting as a method of allocation has been around since the 1980s. It was introduced in the the Netherlands initially, and it's very common in the UK and Europe. Um, Cork City Council was the first local authority in Ireland to embark on it. Um, And one of the reasons they proceeded with it is because their refusal rates had reached, you know, kind of chronic 35 to 40% um, in some cases exceeding that um, in terms of refusals on social housing. So choice-based letting, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of things about it. At the moment, if you're an approved social housing applicant and we have a house, we will write to applicants on a one-by-one basis. So I might write to you and say, I have a two-bedroom house here, will you take it? And then you say yes or no. Um, and when you say no, we come back and then we go to the next person and we write to them. So the problem is it can become quite a protracted length of time if you have a number of people who turn down properties and we won't talk about maybe why people say yes or no we'll just kind of focus on the on that kind of process so choice based letting is completely different what choice based letting does is it is it allows the local authority to advertise a property so we will put properties that are available on our um, system and um, eligible social housing applicants so let's say everyone approved for a two bed property will be able to look at those and decide yes I would choose to live there yeah. um, part of the difficulty we have is that we have um, quite a large county and so people when they are asked to choose their locations they may be very specific about them they may say Kilmore and Camolan but if we never have social housing in those areas you're never going to get a letter from us um, so choice based letting will give people um, increased transparency on the okay. numbers of properties that we're allocating um, the type of properties that we're allocating and the location of those properties. And it's much more, I suppose, like um, private housing. So you wouldn't decide before going to rent a house privately that I will only live on that street. Mm. You will look in an area and you'll decide, OK, I might be willing to do that because, you know, I can get the bus route there or I can park here, the shop is there. So it really is about, I suppose, transferring um, a lot of that kind of impairment, I suppose, back to people who are on um, the social housing list yeah. and allowing them to uh, choose where they want to live. And rather how, than, how long does it know, take, Caroline? Is it quicker? Oh, it'll be much quicker. So um, now we're just reviewing at the moment how long we're going to leave properties sort of advertised. And what we might do is leave them in the initial phases for a longer period and then kind of shorten that up. But um, essentially, we may leave them up for maybe two weeks. Um, And in that two week period, if you're an approved social housing applicant and we Mm. have a two bed unit available, you can go onto the system and you look at the house and you say, yeah, I would take that or I wouldn't take it. And if you take it, it's very similar to online shopping. You click the property, you add it to a basket and then you effectively check it out. Mm. So when you check it out, then your bid is registered for that property. The important thing um, I suppose to focus on as well, choice-based letting is about allowing people to express preference, but how we give out houses hasn't changed. It is still bound by the allocation scheme and that's what caused confusion at the council meeting. Okay, and I'll get on to some of the queries raised by Councillor Sheen and Councillor Joe Sullivan in particular in just a moment. Um, How do you apply? Just go back through the whole application process. Once you're an approved social housing applicant, you effectively then are approved for choice-based letting um, and we will write to you with all your details. Um, 
there'll be a lot of communication in the next month with people and we're going to work on sort of scripted videos and I suppose additional help for people who may have literacy issues um, or digital um, access issues. So we will have um, our library staff, we'll have our housing staff available to help people navigate that process, certainly in the first number of months. We are not the first local authority to do this. It works really well in other local authority areas. Um, I have no doubt it'll work well here um, and it'll take us a number of weeks just to, you know, it is it is new, so it makes people nervous. Right. Um, but there is nothing to be nervous about um, okay. with it. Uh, it'll make, it'll, it'll give people a lot more transparency you know do the houses come fully furnished no, no 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 they won't be furnished no they're finished to um a good standard let's say but they wouldn't have they wouldn't have um furniture in them no and just to clarify who's actually entitled to these houses so then? these are approved social housing yeah. applicants so if you're on the social housing list we have in total we have just under three and a half thousand households and um, that are currently approved about half of those um are in uh, private rented with support of HAP and the other half um, don't have any social housing support at the moment uh, so everybody once they're approved right. is able to bid on properties but the allocations still is bound by what's termed the allocation scheme that guides how we give out houses Okay, Look, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier about refusal rate. I know mm-hmm. that the, la- the latest figures we have for Wexford there is a 25% refusal rate on council houses in Wexford by prospective tenants what is causing this and what happens when they make a refusal? Um, so I suppose, as I say, we have an offer-based system at the moment. So we will write to people on a one-by-one basis and then they have a choice. They come back and they say yes or no. Um, our refusal rate uh, is running at 25%. I, I can't remember the figures offhand that I gave at the council meeting, but for 2022, we had looked at it um, and it was kind of 25%. Um, and I suppose we would deem a refusal when it comes back in as either reasonable or unreasonable. So maybe an example of reasonable would be, um, and I'll take Wexford Town because uh, we're sort of uh, based here at the moment. So I'm living in private rented um, and my young child is in Skullwira. They're in the autism unit there. They're in fifth class and we offer you a house at the far side of town um, which and you don't have a car. Um, so you write and you say, listen, um, I'd love to take that house, but um, at the moment in terms of transport, I would find it really, really challenging. My child needs additional supports with the autism unit in Skullwira. Um, and uh, what we would like to do is wait until you have another house. And when they're in secondary school, um, they'll be much more town centre based and that will work better for our family. We would deem that to be reasonable. Okay. Um, so unreasonable then might be um, I've had a look at that house. Uh, there's no front garden um, or I don't like the look of the back garden. It's not big enough. I have three dogs and I can't fit them all in or, you know, um, something like that. So that would be deemed uh, unreasonable. And how often would you get that sort of a refusal? Well, it'd be 25% of yeah. our total our total offers in terms of last, you know, I can't remember the exact figures. Alan, and what happens um, to those people who refuse it on that basis? Do they go back to the end of the queue or where do they go? No, so you, you can have two refusals. Um, so they, they, they would sort of lose priority, um, I would say. So we don't come back to them for a period of time. So choice-based letting is going to be different. Um, so if you look at a property and you feel that for your family it doesn't suit, you just don't bid. So I suppose the risk in terms of choice-based letting um, for people is that where you bid on a property, um, and we do offer you that property, you must take it. If you don't take it, you're off the choice-based letting system for a year, which means you're not getting anything um, for uh, a year. So is it a gamble? No, because you look at the property and you make a decision. Would I live there, yes or no? That's It's as simple as that. And if you say no? 
Oh, you just don't bid. That doesn't matter. Okay. Because it's not. We're not going to offer anymore. You. So the person chooses to bid or not for the property. Um, mm. It sounds a lot more complicated than it is. Um, mm. When it's introduced, it's it's really not as complicated as that. And I think the important thing is. Um, one of the reasons and one of the things I suppose I've seen in the number of years I'm there, we have three and a half thousand households that are on our approved social housing list. About half of those households are on it since just before COVID. Right. Um, the other half are longer than that three years and some of them are going back quite a number of years. Um, and what I want to see is that those people get an offer of housing and get sorted and we bring the kind of waiting time for some of those people right up because we hear these stories that, you know, I've been waiting 15 mm. years, etc, etc. Um, yeah. But often cases people will have gotten maybe an offer of social housing, but they would have turned it down for various reasons. Um, so we're moving to sort of a time-based system now. So longer on the list, that's going to dictate um, an offer of social housing. And that's a good thing in my mind to clear out a lot of people who've been waiting a long time on the social housing list. I want to go back to that council meeting. I was, I was there in, in Chambers when when it, this discussion, and it, it got a little bit volatile, to put it mildly, Caroline. And one of the points raised was by Councillor Michael Sheen, who says that in recent weeks, people have received letters from the council to say that while they would previously have been on a list for a three-bed house, by virtue of the fact that they have two children of the same sex that can share a room, they are no longer eligible for a three-bed and have been placed on the two-bed list. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to say, given the chronic shortage of one and two-bed properties, this means that they will now likely be even further away from being allocated to local authority house. What, what's your response to that? I mean, you responded in chamber. When you yeah. raised that issue there, what is the answer to that question? So... There was confusion over two different things. So choice-based setting is one um, feature. So where we had to introduce choice-based setting, we were obliged to go back to the members and we have to make a change to our allocation scheme. So the allocation scheme is our formal um, uh, policy in terms of how we allocate social housing. Um, When we went back and looked at the scheme, there were a number of other areas that we wanted to improve on. um, And we looked at our allocation. So currently for a one bed um, property, uh, we would only allocate that to a single person. So we have we now propose a change and the members did accept it um, that a couple now would be eligible for a one bed. Um, And I I deem that to be reasonable at this point in time Mm. because if you look at the standard of property we might have had for one beds a number of years ago versus the new bills that we're bringing in now, the space and quality is much higher um, and the properties uh, will be um, more suitable for couples. But because we're also introducing choice-based letting, as a couple, if you're on the one-bed list, you look at all the one-bed properties and you make a decision that, no, I don't want you know, any of those and uh, you'll only bid on the property that you will choose to live in. So it's a combination of the two things. Um, One area, and what I committed to the members was that we wouldn't um, proceed with any allocations um, until we review some of the queries that they had on it. Um, Now, just to say, I suppose there was a lot of concern that we hadn't consulted with them. We do, we're obliged to consult. So we would have made changes. We would have done a presentation to our policy committee and that would have come to council. I think, look, the challenge for all of us is that it's one thing doing these things on paper it's completely different when Putting you're dealing with real families yeah, exactly, but just getting exactly. back to Councillor Sheen's yeah. query he said he, he wanted clarification that nobody had been removed from the three bed list and placed on the two bed list as a result of the change to yeah. choice based letting what's the response no, to that? And, no that's incorrect so it's nothing to do with choice based letting forget about that so when you apply for social housing right, you apply as a household and the area housing officer will look at your household and you will be deemed eligible for a certain number of bedrooms be that mm. one, two or three bedrooms up until this point in time if there were 
two children um, yeah. of the same sex. So um, you could have a single parent or um, a couple parenting two children. And if they were the same sex, you were on the three bed list. We've now moved a group of those people to the two bed list. Um, and in terms of, uh, I suppose, space again and quality and type of property, um, that's completely reasonable. Lots of other counties do that. We're not, we would be an outlier going the other way. Um, but the, I suppose the difficulty, I suppose, when the members talked about it, um, and they're not wrong, we have to look at where people would have been on the list, maybe if there are three bed and what their yeah. expectations were versus where they're on the two bed list. So this affects, it's quite a small number overall. Um, and we're looking at some of those households just to determine the particular case that was raised. Um, I'm satisfied that there's no time difference in terms of offer um, but some of the principle comes down to maybe the three bed versus the two bed um, but I don't believe it's unreasonable right. um, two children the same sex a two bed unit um, I think is um, yeah, there, there, there was also talk about letters being sent out and that these letters be rescinded and, and Councillor Joe Sullivan who's the chair of the housing committee he raised this year, issue and he was equally unhappy with the situation yeah. are, are Councillor Sullivan and Councillor Sheen I presume you've been engaged with them. Are they any happier with the situation since that meeting? No, well, what we committed at the council meeting was that we would just pause and we go back and take a look at some of the queries they had raised. We have um, a strategic policy committee meeting now at the beginning of February and we're going to bring that back to them. We'll discuss it there yeah. um, and we'll go through some of those details and then we go back to council again. And um, if the members are particularly unhappy, there's space to make changes there. But any change has, has um, an impact. And I suppose yeah. one of the big changes and the reason we're looking at this now you know, an awful lot of properties that we're approving now are one and two beds. They're not three beds, um, as much three okay. beds, because our demand, Alan, is 70% one and two beds. Um, but the numbers impacted by the change are actually quite small when you look at it. Um, but I have to look at, you know, in fairness, the members have right. raised very valid queries, so we're looking at those and okay. taking them seriously. Good to talk to you. Summarise it all for us. Where are we at with this now? Yeah, so maybe just for people who've gotten a letter on choice-based um, letting, it is a new way of allocating social housing, and there is a responsibility on people who are eligible social applicants to log into this system to look at the properties and maybe to you know to choose one if they um, consider that they would live there. In terms of time frame Alan there will be a lot of communication um, available in the next number of weeks and th- our go live will be dependent on the number of vulnerable customers and how well the communication rollout goes. Um, so uh, we're testing at the moment um, we could go live I mean, towards the end of February I feel it will probably be a little bit later into March um, and uh, there will be a lot of support for people who don't understand the system um, so we, we, we we will make that available um, for people to walk them through the process. Um, and once people have done it um, once or twice, really, it is actually quite simple. Anyone who uses um, a smartphone um, or a laptop or anything like that won't find it um, challenging. But we do need to be mindful there's people that have maybe literacy issues um, and in terms of digital um, challenges as well. So we need to look at how we're going to support those people to engage. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.